In the name of the one eternal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It seems that this first Sunday of Christmas has come rather quickly. It's only been three short days that have passed. For some of us, Christmas Day is already beginning to recede rapidly into the past. In many places, I can almost say most, the commercial displays and selling of Christmas goods began well before Thanksgiving, possibly shortly after Halloween. By the time the real thing got here, we had grown tired of blaring music about Santa's reindeer and Christmas cheer. We'd had enough of the press, of crowds of holiday shoppers. We were worn out by the preparations for Christmas dinner with family and friends. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were, well, almost anticlimactic. By now, decisions probably have already been made, if not carried out, as to the exchanges and returns of presents. Children have begun to tire of their toys. Some have already broken, been discarded, or noticed only in passing. And so here we are this morning, trying to pull enough energy together for this first Sunday of Christmas. For as I said, as Christians, the 12 traditional days of real Christmas have only gotten underway. We've already celebrated the coming of the baby Jesus. The question is now, how, what do we do with this cosmic word of God somehow become flesh? The writer of the Gospel of John says that the word was in the beginning. The word was with God. In fact, the word was God. In him was life. And the life was the light of all people. He says further, the light shines in the darkness. God knows we need all of the light that we can get in our world. It sometimes seems as if the darkness of what people do to each other or to themselves sooner or later will put out that light. But John says of the light that is Christ, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the gospel. That is the good news. We need to know that there is something that cannot be overcome by the darkness of the world's death and destruction. If we can get past 
the sentimental image of baby Jesus in a manger, surrounded by three miniature wise men in bathrobes, then the real work of Christmas can begin. John's Gospel is speaking of that which becomes the most cherished of Anglican beliefs, the Incarnation. This unusual word means that not only does God care, but God acts upon that caring. God knows about the darkness that we face in this world. And the darkness has not, cannot, and will not be overcome. It will not overcome the light of God shining in us, to us, through Christ. The simplest definition of incarnation is enfleshed. The love and grace of God have become real in the human flesh of Jesus. John says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. The literal meaning in the original language of dwelt among us is pitched his tent pitched his tent with us. God's coming to us in the flesh is a way that we can understand. But more than that, it means that God has come to stay with us. Jesus is God's way of identification with the human condition. One of the early church fathers, Irenaeus, expressed it this way. He wrote, The word of God, Jesus Christ, on account of his great love for mankind, became what we are in order to make us what he is himself. God knows totally what it means to struggle like us. He identifies completely with our life's despair, journey, struggles. As marvelous as all that sounds, John says that his own people received him not. On the other hand, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. It is this which brings us to the crux of the matter. We live in a fallen and sinful world. In this world, many neither recognize nor confess that Jesus is Lord. Yet there are many who do. As Christians, as we, the body of Christ, this is the only world we have. 
It is here that we are to live out our lives as witnesses to the saving power of God in Christ Jesus. The gospel, the good news, is God's word for those who are trying to live each day faithfully. It is for those who have been bruised and battered by the storms of life. It is for those who are tried mightily and yet hang on to faith. It is for those who are willing to let the word of God become flesh in their lives. This is the incarnation continuing to be present in the world and it is found in those persons in us who are willing to be used for God's purposes and for the sake of God's kingdom. John says we have beheld his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father. The proof of whether we have truly beheld the glory is a life lived in him. Have you truly seen the glory? Or have you been caught up, caught up in the darkness of this world? Not in the sense of being consciously evil, but being so centered on self, on life, on well-being, so self-centered that there isn't room for God's light to get in. The goal is to become fully human, as Jesus was fully human. The process is a life lived in Christ daily. In Jesus, we see who God really is. God identifies himself with us in Jesus. And we are to identify ourselves with those for whom Jesus lived and died. We are to become one with them as Jesus became one with us. Jesus has revealed God as he is. Our task is to continue that revelation in who we are. May God bless us all in our efforts to reveal him to his world. Amen.